Good morning and welcome to Crossroads today. It's a joy to have you tuning in with us as we worship. Tyler Holbrook is going to give us some announcements of what's going on at our church at the time. Good morning, everyone. A couple of announcements for you um, that you'll find on the half sheet bulletin um, that you can find at the back of the church. Um, so this tonight, September the 6th, um, is at 6 p.m. here in the Family Life Center. We're going to have an ice cream fellowship, so be sure to come out to that. Um, and we're also going to be showing an episode of the great series, The Chosen, um, about the life of Jesus. So again, 6 o'clock tonight, come out for that. It's going to be a good time. Um, also, just as a reminder, um, just to make sure you're up to date on, the, on your giving, you do have the option to give online at www.hopeatcrossroads.org, and then you can click on the donate button, or you can also um, gladly drop off your offering by the church office during the week. Um, also, um, announcement for the Ladies Connect group, uh, there is going to be on September the 19th at 630 um, a special guest, Courtney Johnson Rhodes. So, ladies, uh, feel free to sign up and come out for that. Also, on September the 13th, we're going back to BC schedule, uh, which is the before COVID schedule. Uh, it's been a while, um, and appreciate your all's flexibility as we have uh, changed schedules throughout this time. But the BC schedule is going to be 915 small groups. And then at 1030 um, is going to be our normal worship service. Now, also on the 13th is something that you're not going to want to miss as we start our Disciple Life groups at 6 o'clock. Um, and that's going to be um, a few groups going on there. Uh, there's going to be the Authentic Manhood class, uh, which is going to be led by Ronnie Gillespie. There's also the Take Courage, um, a study in Haggai, led by Lisa Estes. And then Refreshing Your Marriage um, is going to be led by uh, Kayla Holbrook. And then also the Sanctuary Study um, is going to take place here in the Family Life Center. Um, and that's going to be led by Pastor Jack and friends. So you definitely want to be here for those um, because you never know who's going to show up to uh, take you through an adventure in the Bible. Uh, again, uh, keep all these things in mind going forward and let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you've given to us, Lord, um, and just the chance to come together and worship in your house, Lord. Um, just a time to be together, whether in a physical body or in spirit, Lord. Let us just lift up your name um, and remember all the prayers um, that we ha might have this, um, this week, Lord. Uh, keep us all safe and protect us, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, we want you to sing right along with us as we sing the songs of the church, Footsteps of Jesus, and then, Lord, I need you. And, and we need the Lord every day, every minute, every hour. So you sing right along with us as we sing this morning. Jesus, where they 
Crossroads family, I want to join you today and talk a little bit more about being a disciple. You know, there are some things that God has in His Word for us to do when it comes to being a disciple. Uh, We don't start there in the doing part. We start with our relationship with Jesus. And last week we talked about the importance of having that relationship, that the fact of the matter is that our righteousness is as filthy rags, as Isaiah tells us, and we really bring nothing to the table when it comes to anything that we add to what God can accomplish because of what Christ did on the cross. It's very true. The work is already done. Jesus even said it is finished. And that's the grace that we rest in as disciples when we start our relationship with Christ. But the fact is also is true that God has left us on this planet to do some things. And the Great Commission talks all about that in the end of Matthew. Matthew 28 talks about going unto all the world. That is a verb. That's something that we're supposed to do. But what can we really do? How do we balance that out when it comes to our walk with Jesus Christ? You know, I know a lot of friends have struggled with that over the years. Uh, I know even in our culture right now, there's a group of people who say there's nothing that we have to do. We just rest in the grace of God and God does everything else. That's really not what the Bible teaches. If you look at the full spectrum of God's word, there is a price uh, that's been paid, yes, for our salvation. But there's also something for us to do. And I think about uh, the kind of the balance out these uh, these scriptures to come to a a realization of what God's word tells us. You know, I think about passages like in John chapter 3. We we read about the story of Nicodemus who came to Jesus and asked that very question. He says, what must I do uh, to inherit eternal life? And Jesus begins to tell him, truly, I say to you in John chapter 3, verse 3, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Jesus, uh, Nicodemus answers Jesus by saying, well, how can a man be born again? And Jesus goes into this description about uh, what it really means to be born again. When we experience salvation, that is based on the uh, undeserved mercy and grace of Jesus. I've heard it say that the word grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Uh, But Jesus also, though we are saved obviously with the uh, the gift of God through his grace we're not just saved as some people say to sit God has a job for us to do you may be wondering why I'm standing on these railroad tracks today in just a minute I hope I'll explain to you kind of how these railroad tracks put things into perspective uh, we have been talking about the last couple of weeks about being a disciple and there is a part of our being that really begins with our identity in Christ who we are in Jesus what God's Word says about us and who we are. But the doing part is really living out our purpose in Christ. And some people have said that it's the goal of us as pastors and preachers to try to talk people into doing what they don't want to do. Yuck, I I don't want to really think about that that is my role as a preacher, pastor of God's Word. Preaching about the things that we should do is good, uh, but that simply in and of itself is moralism. And while Jesus shares with us Uh, all kinds of things throughout the scriptures about praying without ceasing. We read that in the New Testament. We hear about how Jesus says uh, how we're supposed to guard our heart, that if a man even looks upon a woman lustfully, he's committed adultery in his heart. So the opposite would be true. Don't look upon a woman lustfully. There are things, commands, verbs, uh, action things that we are supposed to do as a disciple of Jesus. So while having a good, good morals is, I would say, a good thing, It's not the issue that we're really talking about when it comes to being a disciple. And as I've thought about it over the last several weeks, you know, the reality is just like the rich young ruler who came to Jesus, 
we can never do all that God has commanded us to do. We're going to fall short, right? The Bible even tells us that, that there's none righteous, no, not one. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. And that's true when it comes to our salvation. And so just as we have received salvation, which is a part of the good news, we are supposed to continue to live in that same grace and mercy of Jesus uh, as we grow in uh, our, our knowledge of Jesus, as we grow in our walk with the Lord, as we grow in the, 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 the scriptural word, the Bible word for it, the churchy word for it, is sanctification as we grow in knowing more about, as we grow in knowing more about who Jesus uh, is and who He wants us to be. God has to transform us from uh, the inside out. And, and the, the reality is the gospel is important. And it's so rich because, you know, what, what the challenge sometimes for those of us maybe who haven't been brought up in the church is we hear some of these things that we're supposed to do and it kind of puts us between a rock and a hard place. I mean, you think about the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and he said, you know, uh, what must I have to do and to, to, to be saved? And Jesus says, go sell all your possessions to the poor. Well, he first lists several commands. And he says, what about the law? He gives the, the law as a reflection, as a mirror to this man. And the man says, well, all these things I have done since my youth. And Jesus says, well, go sell everything that you have. And the Bible tells us the man walked away with his face downcast because maybe that was something he really was going to have a hard time doing but he thought there were some things to do to get salvation and salvation is a free gift as we've talked about last week as part of our being a disciple it's our identity our belonging knowing who we are in christ and though the gospel is so rich in that fact the the, the truth also is that it, it sometimes for those of us who don't understand the full uh, truth of god's word we might think well how can we do what God's called us to do? And isn't that contrary to, to accepting His grace and realizing that our righteousness is as filthy rags? Where is the middle ground? Some people would say, well, I'm prideful. We have people say this even in our home country, right? Oh, that I'm good. I'm just as good as that person, thinking that that goodness merits us some favor with God. And then on the other hand, we have people thinking, well, I'll just rest my laurels and trust in all the goodness of God because I can't really accomplish anything on my own. And yet the Scripture tells us there's a lot of things for us to do. So what, where is the balance? Well, the truth is we aren't saved by faith plus works. James talks a lot about how we are saved. And I, I love the quote that I've heard even in the last week or so that uh, works is not the root of our, uh, of our salvation. It's the fruit of our salvation. It shows and is an evidence... Uh, in how we live, it's evidence that we have been changed. So to my friends who would say, there's nothing left for us to do, I would say the things that we do prove that we are in Christ. They are the fruit of our relationship with Christ. They're the fruit of our connection with Jesus. That is part of being a disciple. So uh, it's not what we do, but what He has done. That is true when it comes to our salvation. We are righteous now. We are righteous by grace alone, through faith in Jesus alone, by Christ alone, as the Bible alone tells us. But sometimes we tend to think, I think especially in the Bible Belt in American Christianity, we sometimes tend to think if that's the way that is, uh, that grace is the way that it is, then I can just kind of live the way that I want to live. And Paul is very clear in the book of Romans 
even when it comes to just sinning. He says, should we sin so that grace would abound even more? May it never be. And the same is true in our walking and living out being a follower of Jesus. May it never be that we are just assuming we don't have to do anything because we'll rest in the goodness of God. There is a balance. And it is trusting in God fully and then applying the things that He's taught us in living our life as a disciple. The good news, by the way, that motivates us not just for salvation, but motivates us for every day living after salvation is... is uh, evangelon. It's, it's a Greek word that where we get evangelism from. It's like a, a herald or an old school. We don't have these anymore because we get our, our internet online, I guess a lot of us, which is not good either. But it's like an old school uh, young person standing at the end of the town square with the newspaper yelling, hey, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. Good news, good news. It's It's heralding that. It's championing that. It's talking loudly and excitedly about it because it is good news and salvation is beyond uh, is a result of the good news of jesus and the good news of jesus is beyond salvation so sometimes we we put all the emphasis on that one point of salvation which is important but the good news continues the good news for me is that i can't be the father and the husband Uh, and the man of God that God wants me to be outside of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Relationship comes before obedience. I'm concerned that sometimes in the church, especially when we have those that are far from God or maybe don't even have a relationship with God, that in our desire for them to experience the joy that we have, perhaps incorrectly we put our emphasis on their behavior and on the do's of being a disciple. But you'll never do the dues of discipleship until you have the relationship with Jesus because it's because of that relationship that I desire to please my Heavenly Father. I don't do those things to get His approval. I do those things because I have His approval and because He loves me and I love Him much the way I tried to please my mom and dad growing up. Not to get their approval, but because I had their approval. I wanted to honor them. And that's what we should want to do with our relationship with God. So we don't obey to get the relationship. God is there freely giving that relationship to us as that free gift. We receive it as we talked about last week. Receiving is a part of being a disciple. We receive it and then we obey because we have a relationship. Jesus didn't come. He didn't come for us to... Uh, put together a self-improvement program. He came to be the good news so that we could share the good news with all those around us. You know, I think about the epistles. The first half of a lot of the epistles talk about um, what Christ has done, and then the latter half of the epistles talk about what we're supposed to do as our response or as a result of what God has done in our lives. And it's so important and so true, friends, that we understand how awesome that is, that that uh, it, it will turn into delight. I, I have a, a friend of mine uh, that often says this about a lot of us as Christians. We do things, some of us try to do things for Christ in its dutiful religion. Almost out of our duty. And there's no joy in that. There's no desire and, and no love. There's no relationship in that. But when you have the relationship with Jesus first, which is because of the grace of God, unmerited favor given to us that relationship begins and you realize who Jesus is and who he says you are are, and who I am 
our identity, we receive that identity because that's what Jesus says about us, then the doing becomes delightful. And some of those do's that we could talk about, there are lots of those in the Bible that uh, for us to, 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 to follow. It's a part of our followership. It's a part of Jesus being our Lord and us being His follower. I mean, it's things like give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together. It's talking about serving the Lord with gladness. I think about some of the Psalms where David says that. I think about a lot of the things that Paul said to us about how in, how in Philippians chapter 4 he talks about how to put our minds on on things that are a pure, of good report, uh, a trustworthy, noble. So there are a lot of things for us to do. The way that we serve, the way that we love, love one another, love as Jesus loved you, love your neighbor. I mean, two of the biggest do's that God gave us, the two great, great ones are love the Lord your God with all your strength, your soul, your mind, your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are do's. Those are action words. So when some of our culture says there's nothing for us to do anymore, that Jesus has, does, has done it all, and, and He's already set everything in motion, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen, there's some truth in that, but it's really a half-truth. Yes, God is a great creator, but He's left us a free will for us to choose to do what He has outlined for us to do because of our relationship with Him. So I hope as you think about being a disciple, you'll receive and you will take the things that He's freely given your identity in Him. When you, when you believe what Jesus says about you, you'll find out you have a place to belong. And out of the place that you belong, your behavior will begin to change and you'll want to honor Jesus. It's not behavior first. When we, when we see people in the world who behave the way they do, we shouldn't wonder, why do they act that way? They act that way because they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if we have friends that we're trying to get to come to church, and I'm, I'm praying that we will have those friends that will be, begin to come to church, I'm, my expectation is not for them to come into uh, the room that we're meeting and act, put on an act, a mask, and behave in a certain way unless they have the relationship with Jesus. Does that make sense today? I hope so. You say, Jack, why are you, why are you standing on those railroad tracks again? I heard a great analogy this week. The things that God has called us to do are kind of like these, these tracks. This is not an original idea. I heard it from somewhere else, but I like it. The things that God has for us to do are like this railroad track. And as the train is going, the, the tracks point the way. The tracks show the way and say, okay, stay in on these tracks and that's you will function the way the train is designed to function. If it gets off the tracks, obviously we know that causes chaos and sometimes tragedy. And so the, as the train is going, the tracks show us this is the way to go. But the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that is the fuel for the engine that pulls the train on the tracks. And the engine is Jesus, and the fuel is the gospel. So we can't say to people who don't have a relationship with Jesus, here are the tracks, go. Here are the tracks, now go. Because they have no relationship with Jesus. If people have no fuel and they have no engine, they have no relationship with Jesus, there are a lot of people, even in churches all over, who are, who are sitting on the tracks, they're being told, go forward, go forward, do this, serve, honor God, give, go. Love, all the action words that we find in the Bible for us as disciples. 
but they have no connection to the fuel. They've never experienced the good news. They've never experienced relationship. We're trying to get people to move that have no fuel and no engine. So your job and my job, if we are truly disciples, is to understand that the gospel is for all of us. And it's not just for salvation. It's to help me and to guide me, to fuel me every day to love my wife as Christ loved the church, to stay on those tracks. To not cause my children, yes, children, honor the honor your parents as in the Lord as is right, Ephesians chapter six. But parents don't don't invoke your children to anger. How do I do that? I, I do that by riding the tracks and putting my fuel in the engine of Jesus because I cannot do that myself. But because of the good news of Christ in me, I can do that. Man, I hope this makes sense. Because for a lot of us, we try to to live the Christian life in our own strength. We try to be the fuel for the train and the good news of Christ, the good news that He came to accomplish His will because I can't do it myself. And I can allow His Holy Spirit to do it through me. That has set me free and maybe will set you free today. I don't know where you're watching or what your challenge is today or maybe you're trying to understand what it really means to be a disciple of Christ. There is some receiving, yes. Receiving the gospel, receiving the good news, receiving your identity. But there's also some doing that Jesus has for us. But the doing will only be found in the receiving of the relationship that Jesus has for you and me. So friend, have you made that decision in your life? Have you received the truth of what God says about you? You may be a Christian and you may look back at your point of salvation when for the first time you accepted the good news, received the good news of Christ into your life, and you may say, Jack, I've done that years ago. Do you understand you and I have to do that on a daily basis? And part of that is another do word that we don't talk a lot about that's found in the Bible as a believer, as a disciple. Jesus said, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. So part of, there is a point of salvation where I'm changed, my heart is transformed. But the part of fueling the engine every day to run on the tracks, to do the things God has outlined for me to do so that I am fulfilling everything that He has called me to do. To make that happen, I have to daily receive. I hope you receive that every day. The knowledge of who you are, who God says you are, your identity in Him, the truth of His Word, the good news. I think about what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, all the things that we were before Christ. I was dead in my transgressions. I was a slave to sin. But because of Christ, he goes on to say, now I'm alive in Christ. And that truth of the good news helps save me, but also fuels me every day to do the things God has called me to do. So this week, I want to encourage you to check out some of those passages of Scripture that you've seen pop up on the screen today and commit to, not in your own strength, but because of the Holy Spirit living through you, commit to do the things that God has called us to do as a disciple. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you that we can do what you've called us to do, not in our own strength, but by allowing your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ alone to fuel the engine to keep us on track. Thank you, Lord, for providing those 
rails, in a sense, for us in your word, the things that we can do as a disciple so that the world will know who we are. One of the biggest fruits is our love for one another. The Bible says the world will know that we belong to you by our love for one another. May that be one of the fruits. And God, the, the work that we do is not, we're not trying to put our work with our faith and that save us, but our works are the fruit of our faith and our trust in you. Thank you for allowing us to be able to do the things you've called us to do. Not out of uh, duty, but out of delight because we are so thankful for the relationship that we have with you as our Heavenly Father. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to get in touch with someone and understand more about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, I hope that you'll reach out, uh, text a number on your screen, and let us know how we can pray for you. God bless you.